Now rocking with the best. Only two things can get you through this, man. Patience and persistence. Work harder than everyone. Be patient and just know that if you're gonna do something on your own, you're gonna have to feel some pain. You're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you. You're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. It, it takes fearlessness to be first. You know, to not move with a crowd, to move alone. I stopped living according to what people wanted me to do. I started living according to what actually made me happy. If you're not happy, change your life. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Culture Talks Podcast with your host, Carlos Stutzer. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-Z-Z-Y, live action from Kansas City, Missouri. Another episode of the Culture Talks podcast. I am super happy to be here. You know, thank you all the listeners who, who've listened over 2020 and now moving into 2021. I appreciate you guys listening. And as you, as I tell you guys, every single week, we're about to have a dope guest. It's about to be a fire guest. It's about to be an amazing guest. And I have yet to lie to you, uh, you know, because truthfulness is the foundation of all human virtues. So, you know, it's mandatory that I come in here with amazing guests. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and let today's guest introduce herself. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, (laughs) y'all. My grandkids always say, you need to get a shirt that says, hey, y'all. I have to make one for you. Uh, Yes, there we go. Uh, my name is Sheila Johnson. I am uh, a Kansas City native, born, raised, and currently reside. I am a product of the uh, Kansas City, Missouri public school system. Uh, it's been a long time ago, but, uh, and I say that and share that because uh, oftentimes we don't think that success can come out of public school systems, but it does. Um, I am a living witness to that. Yes, ma'am. And um, I received my undergraduate degree and my graduate degree from Rockhurst University. So uh, I'm a proud Rockhurst alumni. And um, gosh, I have two uh, adult daughters and uh, two son-in-laws and three amazing grandchildren. <laughs> yes. Love to hear that. We love to hear that. <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this on video right now, three grandchildren and she's still popping. She's still beautiful. She's still got the style. You see the glasses, the earrings on point, skin glowing. Okay. Okay. I see you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? It's funny because they call me, uh, they call me Gigi because I'm like, uh, do I look like somebody's grandma? Don't be calling me grandma. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Man, I'm... I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the, the the portion about the public school system and how, especially in school districts like Kansas City School District or, you know, St. Louis County School District and, and our, you know, certain areas of Chicago School District, you know, there's this expectation that nothing will, nothing good will come out of somebody who came out of that school district or just because maybe it wasn't a private school or maybe it wasn't the top school district in the country that the kids there have been fa- failed and are doomed to, you know, you know, failure in life, but it's not the truth. Just as long as these kids apply themselves, which they will, um, you know, regardless of the education they receive, success is is always, always able to be achieved. So, and I'm also, I I like how you went from public to private. You know, I I like that. I like that. That's smooth. That's smooth. So what did, let's jump in right there, actually. Where did you, uh, 
why did you decide to go to university and what did you study? So the, I did not go back to school until I was an adult. Okay. And so, you know, at this point I'm going, okay, what school is going to give me the biggest bang for my buck? Okay. And so in this, you know, in this region, you know, Rockhurst commands attention. And so I knew that if I received a Rockhurst education, that first of all, I'm going to get a quality education, okay? And that the reputation would proceed itself, Mm -hmm. you know? And I can tell you that, now I didn't get every opportunity that I went after, but I know having that on my resume definitely opened some of those doors just so that I can even have the opportunity to say, oh, uh, look at me, give me that opportunity. And so it was, I also wanted a school that was small because I was going back as an adult, a single mom raising two girls and I didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. Okay. And so it was, and they had, you know, what I was looking for. So my undergraduate degree is a BA in organizational leadership and my graduate degree, I have an MBA uh, and my focus was in marketing. I love it. And so I have a two part question. So number one, being a single mother with two children going back to university in your like while you're an adult like that has to be that has to be challenging just on your mental, but also just physical like life like day to day. So how exactly did you like move through that adversity or like get over those obstacles? Because I'm sure there's other kids there and you're like, damn, like you five years younger than me, 10 years younger than me. And you're just like, you know, like some people can act like they were just motivated the whole time, but I know there had to be moments where you were like, dang, do I really belong here? Or like, am I able to really do this? I have children like it's, so how did you move through those obstacles? So you're right. It's not, um, it's not an easy thing, you know, Uh, but my motivator was always my daughters Mm -hmm. because I set that tone. I am their very first role model. And so with that in mind, and I wanted, and it was good that they saw that, you know, they saw me set my alarm clock at three o'clock in the morning so I could get up and study, you know, or finish a paper. And then, you know, by eight o'clock, we're out the door for school and work. And so the long hours of toiling over it, you know, going to the, you know, the labs and tutoring and all of those sorts of things. And so, you know, I had also uh, my mother, you know, and uh, uh, godparents and her whole family, the godparents' whole family, you know, they were very instrumental in making sure that my daughters didn't miss activities just because I had to go to school, you know, if one had swim practice, you know, godmama could take her, you know, or grandma is going to pick them up and feed them, you know, and so it took a collective, you know, took that village, you know, to, uh, to, to make it happen. And I am proud to say, and it's funny, and I'm sure this is probably one of your questions, but it kind of goes back to how we came up with the name, Gates to Goody's Kitchen, you know? And so one of my mentors said to me early on, and he said, well, Sheila, you're not a gangster, you know, (laughs) you're, you know, you're pretty, you know, intelligent and, you know, you're, so people are going to think that you're mocking the culture Mm. and then you're not going, so then you're going to lose people. Nobody's going to listen to what you have to say. Mm. I'm like, wait a minute. I said, as clever as you are, you mean to tell me you're looking at the word gangsta in its traditional meaning? 
not the meaning that we put on it, but meaning that the majority culture put on it. I said, let me break this down for you. I said, first of all, I was a teenage mother, first of all, out the gate and went back to school mid early to mid thirties, worked full time, dance coach at my oldest daughter's high school, PTA president at the other daughter's school. And I graduated with a 3.82 GPA. I said, man, if that ain't a gang, what is? Man, facts, facts. Yes. Say and it so, again. <laughs> yes. And so, but my primary motivation was my daughters. It was important to me that, you know, in particularly my oldest daughter who was born to teenage parents, you know, it was important to me that she was proud of me, you know, that she could look at me and go, damn, you know what? We may have started this interesting, you know, not ideally. Uh, and, but look at her, you know, she has not stopped, you know, and I wanted them to see that and to know that regardless of what has happened, there is always a way to come back. You know, there's always a way to not allow that situation to tell, dictate your story, you know, and so, and my mother, you know, it was very important that, um, I, my mother and my grandmother, because my grandmother would say to me, honey, I didn't leave you a whole lot of money. <laughs> okay. But what I did leave you was my name. Mm. So you make sure you carry it with dignity in everything that you do. Wow. And she was also the educator. She was adamant about, you know, me reading and understanding what I'm reading and writing and being able to articulate it as well. And so, you know, all of that, you know, our ancestors, you know, play a role in all of that. And so they, they guided me through it. I love it. I love it. I love it. There were so many gems in everything you just said. I was like, I don't know which one to pick out. Um, but I love that. I love, you know, the community, like stepping in and, and supporting um, because, you know, I think a lot of times it's, you know, it kind of goes back to unfortunately how the majority sees us and then how considering the majority sees us like that sometimes that influences even people within our own community to see us like that in the same way so sometimes we can feel like there is no community but there is and yeah. there, and, and and it's strong and when people step up and, and really support each other you never know what what will happen you know you see where you're at right now and i'm sure there's you know many other people listening to this right now who had similar situations where they were struggling but people stepped in to 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 support and to make sure that the like you said village was there to hold each other up and when the village supports each other like the village will thrive and yes. from a village to a kingdom from a kingdom to an empire so you yes. know i love that i love that so much and legacy and you touched on legacy and and even though this might be a question i should have left for later but i want to touch on it now so in terms of in terms of your why behind why you started Gangsta Goodies and and why you're hustling so hard, you have so much content out there. Like I was so surprised when I like went in because I've heard about you before, like a few months ago. So you were already on my list. Like I write down a list of people that I want to interview and then I just reach out to them when I get to it. And so like, so you were on my list for a few months, but when I went to like actually study and just learn a little bit more about you, I was like, wow, she has a lot of content. The website's on point. YouTube has crazy content. She's fun. She has guests, like all this. So you have so much out there and you're working so hard to like, you know, build this brand and you have been, what, why are you doing it? Like, what's the purpose behind building this? I'm going to use the word again, empire. 
Yes, because it is an empire. Yes, Thank you. Um, so the why. And so when we, okay, so all, we all have a purpose. You know, the creator uh, gave us all purposes, you know. And, and so in seeking out what my purpose is, um, and let me go back a little bit. So one of the things that you walk away when you leave Rockhurst, you walk away with a strong sense of community. You walk away really understanding that, yes, your education is for you and your family, but if you don't do something with that education to elevate mankind, man, you know, you really could have just skipped it, skipped you know, it, exactly. uh, because we're in this circle of life together. And so when I look at what I'm passionate about, those God-given gifts and desires. And I am in my circle, in my family known as, you know, the hostess with the mostest. So I love to cook. I love food and uh, I love feeding people. And so several years ago, probably about almost 20 years ago, one of my mentors asked me, Sheila, what's your ideal job per se? And I'm like, oh, that's easy. I said, if I could invite people into my space, I feed them, network with them, connect them, and earn money doing it. I said, that's it. Mm -hmm. And here's gangster goodies. And so, but we use the kitchen, not necessarily, yes, we're teaching you how to make a dish, but it's kind of real quick. It's not in detail mm -hmm. because the focus isn't really the food. The focus is that communion and that connection because my mother used the kitchen as a tool to not just teach me how to cook. She used it, she used it to teach me about life, uh, for my brothers and I to learn how to work together as a team, mm -hmm. responsibility. You know, I learned who my mother was as a woman in the kitchen mm -hmm. through those conversations. I even learned how to play jacks on the kitchen floor while she was cooking. And so culturally for us, the kitchen has always been that hub, okay? And then so I asked myself, I'm like, okay, I look around, what does it seem, what does it appear as though my community can need some growth or an infusion of inspiration or, or whatever that may be? And I thought, huh, we like to eat and we like to talk. Mm -hmm. And so let's do it. And so really my, again, my mother um, is my inspiration really for every, everything gangsta because my mother was shown up against it. <laughs> and so being able to, we, we truly believe that being in the kitchen and cooking together is uniquely positioned to help bring families and communities together one meal at a time. And so that's why we do it. And oftentimes our guests have something that they're doing in the community that adds value. And so let's get that information out there. You know, somebody may have a mentoring program for young men. You know what? You're raising young men. You know what? Connect with this program. You know, get them involved. You know, you're teaching young, young girls how to sew. You know what? I sold all of my maternity clothes because I had a sewing class. And so I knew how to do that. And so some of those things that we have kind of gotten lost along the way, 
um, it's like, let's, let's grab those back. Those things that bring us together, let's grab those back. And nothing does that to me better than being in the kitchen and cooking and eating together. I love that. I love that. And what that reminds me of is like how important actually food is to so many cultures, like across the globe and how like food or drinking chai in the morning are like such, uh, what's the word, such uh, huge parts of, of the family life and the community life in, in different countries across the globe. Like every morning, like my family is from Tanzania, from East Africa, and like every morning that like we would wake up back home, like it's always like, you know, chai on the table with like, you know, small breakfast thing and people gather around, they talk about like, whatever it is, the plans for the day, the family, the health, like whatever's going on. Um, or when we would have our like family meetings, like the gay gay family meetings, like they would all come from their different villages or their different parts and come, we'd have big, a lot of food. And then we'd chop it up about the finances of the family and like how to take care of this and how to take care of that. And it's like food is what brings everybody together. And is always the one constant in every important space, you know, in yes. conversation. So that's actually, it's actually something that I've looked over so much until this conversation, which makes me reflect on that. So, mm -hmm. so that is so important. And then you touching on, you know, bringing people onto your you know show and bringing people you know to cook with you but to talk about what they do is so important because what 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 you reminded me of when you say you sewed all your maternity clothes because you learned to, uh, how to sew in a class is like when we bring people together into the community who have so many different skills and get people involved in that that's actually what community is that's actually what group economics is that's actually what like being being independent in your community is that's like the new black wall street if ever if someone knows how to like sew and you you know you provided the opportunity for people to learn about them because they watch your show and then they go hit them up and then they connect with them oh this person does mentoring this person does yeah. finances and you yeah. bring all these people together now we can all function within the community let the money circulate and also learn and grow with each other all Absolutely. stemming from exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly so i love that and and that again is like the the true gangsterness of what you're doing Absolutely. and it's like from from there like i already know the title of this podcast it's gonna be redefining gangster yes. <laughs> so, yes. so i love that i love that um and that's funny you say that because uh we have uh messages that we put out there and the title of it is gangster redefined Ooh. and you know and we say you know a gangster is not of average intelligence you know yeah. uh a gangster has risen above what society has expected based on the color of their skin maybe what side of the tracks they grew on or their whole socioeconomic situation you know and so it's, yeah, so it's it, funny you say that because we put those messages out there because we want people to really understand what a gangster really is. We tell that story. We define that word, you know, and stop letting others define mm -hmm. things for us, you know, exactly. and so we're taking it and we're owning it and redefining it. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so beautiful. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Too. <laughs> um, this, this, this is a great start to my day. Um, so I wanted to ask, was, was this a part of your plan when you went back to school? Because here's the thing, you're building a business and, you know, with, with, you know, what you just said right there about redefining gangsta and putting these messages out there and then your website being beautiful, all the content you're putting out, it seems as if like 
you might have went back to school to like for organization. You know, you got everything for that. But what was the reason for studying business? And um, yeah, after you answer that, like kind of just you so, know, what so, have you pulled from that to help? Yeah, so build? funny story. So I, you know, get my bachelor's degree and I'm in my last class. It was a directive study class. So my professor said, hey, um, have you enrolled for graduate school? And I'm like, oh, no, uh -uh, I'm done. <laughs> It's a wrap. I'm, you know, I'm going to take this and run with it. And so one of the things I always challenge my professors was, look, I don't have a leadership role yet in the work that I do every day. My most important leadership role is in my home, you know, in raising my daughters. And so make this make sense, you know, where I can apply these lessons to the most significant leadership role. And I say that I'll ever have you know, as a mother. And so he said to me, he said, I want you to reconsider. And this is why he said, and I'll share my story. And so he said, you know, when I went to graduate school, he said it, you know, my income within a year increased by 30%, you know, and it opened up this door and that door and all of that. And he said, Sheila, he said, first of all, he said, you're smarter than me. And he said, you way prettier than me. He said, that 30% that I saw, he said, you're going to do double that. He said, but I think that you will find that if you go back and get your mask, you go, you keep, he said, plus it's only going to take you another 16 months. Why not? And so, and it's so, cause, and you know what? And he convinced me and he said, uh, and, and it convinced me because when he talked about my income increasing, I'm like, huh, you know what, why not? I'm already here at the door. And so about two months before I got my master's degree and I had to call him and uh, thanking for, uh, for pushing me, for encouraging me to go, but I got a job offer that doubled my income. Wow. Wow. Before I even graduated. <laughs> wow. You know, and so... But when I went back, it wasn't, it was all about using my education to leverage uh, me, propel me so that I would be equipped uh, to climb the corporate ladder. I was eliminating those, you know, oh, she, you know, she doesn't have the credential. No, you're not going to be able to tell me I can't get that position because I don't have the credential. I don't have the experience. So I was eliminating for, to me, I was eliminating those reasons why they excluded us out of the, you know, out of the equation. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that was purely what it was. It had not I, an entrepreneurship idea. Now, while I'm in, in a class, you know, I would have ideas and stuff, but that was not what why I went. I didn't go to say, yes, I'm going to, because if I had of, I would have taken different classes. Mm. Okay. And so, uh, but my education has definitely uh, helped me to build the brand, you know, and my education, my network uh, of people and uh, my experiences have, have definitely made a difference. It really, really has. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is making me, this is making me happy. <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation. You saw when I did the hand thing, you know, you know, something got serious. I was like, oh, I like this. Um, so, so that kind of makes me I'll skip over this next question. Cause you just answered it. Um, but 
I want to get a little bit more into the food. So I want to ask you, how did you start experimenting with so many different types of food? Because, you know, somebody could be like, ah, gangsta goodies. Ah, she's a black woman. She's just going to cook like culturally black items or whatever. But when I go through your YouTube, I see all types of different foods. So how did you get into, um, you know, cooking and learning the recipes to all these different ethnic foods? So I really, uh, that experience come from, um, I spent 15 years uh, with a wonderful man who is from Gambia, West Africa. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so when I tell you being in the kitchen with my Gambian sisters was an experience that I will cherish forever, you know, it is with them that I learned about fresh ingredients. Mm. You know, if you're going to use basil, don't use fresh basil. Use fresh thyme. Use fresh ginger, fresh garlic, you know. And it was because I didn't, that's not how traditionally how my mother cooked, you know. Um, my mother was from the South. And so it was that traditional Southern cooking that I grew up on. But being entrenched in Gambian and, Seneg and the Senegalese culture really opened my eyes to all the different types of food, you know, Caribbean food, East Indian food, even Asian food, you know, and so it has, that is really where that came from, is from that experience uh, of being entrenched, you know, in their cultures. I love that. I love that. And if you had to choose the most underrated ethnic food, like, like, like in terms of, you know, maybe a certain culture's food or a certain country, like, is there some food that you think nobody really like talks about that needs to be talked about more or like, whether it's a certain item or just the entire culture of their food, like what's one place that you think is underrated right now? I mean, I, and, and I know this is an entire continent, but I think African food? Oh my God. I mean, because when you think about this, that that's the root of everything. Mm. African mm. culture is the root of all life, whether people want to admit that or not. Okay. So the spices, the herbs, the, it's just, it is so underrated. So even like with my family and friends, they've never eaten African food, neither had I. You know, uh, and so through me, they're introduced to some of my favorite African dishes, you know, but there's so much more, you know, out there that we can explore that we don't explore because we've either been conditioned, you know, to just stay in this little box, you know, uh, or we think, you know, and, and I will say that African cooking is not like cooking here, you know, it's, Everything is, again, everything is fresh, you know, and so we're not, they're not using a lot of processed stuff, you know, and so it, it takes, you know, Tom. we start in the morning and, you know, but it's a wonderful experience and it, it's, it doesn't come quick. We're used to food coming quick, dinner being ready, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, uh-uh, not in African cooking. You're not gonna, it, it, it you're gonna, it's a labor of love, but it's so worth it. I love it. There are times when, you know, I'll get a friend to call and say, Sheila, can you please make me 
here in Senegal, they call it Benichin, but it is known as jollof rice throughout. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Or can you make me some yasa? Or can you make me some supakanja, which is igusi in, you know, same thing as igusi. Uh, look, oh my God, make some fufu too. Uh, so I think African food and culture is just so underrated. In fact, one of my uh, one of my goals is to become, and of course, I'll start in West Africa where my family is, and so uh, is to is to share that share the culture and the food just as Anthony Bourdain did. Okay, he went to all those remote Asian places, and he hit a few African nations, but. I really want to delve into that because it, it, it is so untapped. It's so untapped. Yes, I love that. All right, look, we're going to manifest that real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, Sheila Johnson is going to be on live TV on Netflix. She's going to have her own Netflix series called Gangsta Goodies Across the Globe. I'm just making this up. You call it what you want, <laughs> but, but yeah. called Gangsta Goodies Across the Globe. And she's going to hit every single capital city in Africa and learn how yeah. to cook up those fire things and show you around. It's going to be lit. <laughs> yes, it is. And you know what? I am a huge person into uh manifesting what you know visualizing it you know and bringing it and calling it in and yes i'm calling that all in yes i love it i love it i love it the the crazy thing is like that just got me really hyped too because i'm like that's like you know when people manifest things and and it and it's good that they manifest them but they haven't got started yet mm -hmm. like I love like just the manifestation of that. As soon as you said that, I was like, that is possible. Like, oh, yeah. like that, it's very possible. Like I'm just over here thinking, I'm like, you got all this content. The website's amazing. You have all this backup, this history, like you, this yes. conversation has been great. I'm like, yo, we could pitch this to like mad TV networks. And I'm sure if, with yes. enough hustle, it could happen for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love yes. that. So, so that yes. made me hype because I really see that happening. <laughs> Yes, me too. You know, and I tell, you know, my daughters, you know, my family, I'm like, and I've been saying this for years, ever before we even taped our first episode, we had, I had the name Gangster Goodies. I didn't know really what uh, until about 2016, you know, fall of 2016, we added the kitchen on it because I needed people to really understand this is a, it's about food, right, you right. know, and so it but I've been manifesting this for some time now and so and I continue to manifest those things uh, and it is uh and and when you see those things you have been manifesting come to fruition you're like oh oh yes yes yes, <laughs> yes. thank you universe exactly, exactly thank you to my ancestors for making it happen you know and and they do, you know, they, it, 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 it's amazing. You know, I share with people that uh, Nipsey Hussle is one of my, is one of my spirit guides. And whenever I am, I need some sort of idea or something out of the box, I tap into Nipsey and Nipsey, and I don't know why, but Nipsey calls me Ma. He's like, look, Ma, this is what I need you to do. <laughs> look, Ma. Have you thought about this? You know, uh, we were thinking before we did the t-shirts, you know, and I thought, uh, you know, who wants to 
t-shirt, you know? And so I, I could hear him say, look, ma, mm. I'm wearing their label. You wear your own. Yeah. Like, baby, thank you. Thank yes, you. And yes. so it, uh, so it, it's, there's so much power in that. And we just don't, we don't tap into it, but enough, this right. just taps into it. I'm like, I yeah, let's it. bring it on. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all better be enjoying this podcast right now because she got me hyped and inspired over here, feeling like I'm ready to go secure a bag and change my legacy for the family. And yo, it's hey, I'm just hyped. So I hope y'all hyped too. This has been a great conversation. Yes. Um, and you know, it's funny you 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 know say that about family and legacy because my 14 year old granddaughter, um, it's you know I'm like, look, honey, this is about you. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna need you to figure out where you fit in you know you're gifted you're intelligent and so where, where do you fit in 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 this empire that we're building you know and yeah. so she's decided she wants to learn how to sew and so i'm going to teach her how to you know sew, and then i'm going to send her to classes so that she can you know really get into it and at some point she is going to launch what we're going to call uh the goddess in training collection so the goddess in training collection, right. well, let me back up. So we have the gangster goddess collection. It's mm -hmm. an online boutique uh, because, you know, we're ladies, we like food, fashion yeah. and family, you know? Yeah. And so she's calling it the goddess in training because it's going to be age appropriate clothing for girls 14 to 18. I love that. I love and it's that. such a need. I it's such a need. And I'm like, Hunt, let's do it. We are... We don't, she's picked out the sewing machine that she's, that she wants to get and we're going to make this happen, you know, and let's do it. And so we have the, the kitchen, we have the collection, uh, we will be launching against a style, which mm. is for the home, you know? And so again, we're starting off slow, rolling out placemats, table runners, coasters, uh, spice racks, you know, those little things. And before you know it. Gangster Goodies' name is going to be on pots everywhere. and pans and everywhere, you know? And so, yeah, because home decor is important that because that's all about family. That's all about what we create and the home that we create uh, for our families. I love that. I love that. And is, is so you, you mentioned your granddaughter. Is your Are your daughters involved in the business? Like, is is other family members involved in the business? Or is this you and, and, and you know, outside team? So actually, it is uh, my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter. Actually, her, her family will be coming back to the States Monday oh, wow. uh, because my son-in-law has been in the military and... Um, their tours up there so they'll be back in the states on monday Amazing. and so she really doesn't do a whole lot but once she gets back here in the states oh yeah we we got a whole list for her to start doing because <laughs> uh, she's a stay-at-home mom and so yeah. there's things that she can do that my oldest daughter and i can't because can't we do, do right. work outside of outside of this uh but my oldest daughter uh leads the gangster goddess collection side mm -hmm. and so uh which is fashion, but we actually started the collection with uh, waist beads. Oh, I love those. Yes. I mean, not for myself, but <laughs> I, I love you mean. <laughs> and again, that's something I was introduced mm -hmm. through the my Gambian and Sen Senegalese yeah. sisters, you know, yeah. so I didn't know anything about waist beads until then, you know, mm -hmm. and so, you know, it's like, hmm, 
hmm, let's introduce this, you know? So yeah, so yeah, so my oldest daughter is, you know, very much uh, engaged, you know, uh, with the business. I love it. And in regards to the uh, content, so we have you going crazy on YouTube, in my opinion, you got so many videos. So going crazy on YouTube, the quality is, is on point. You have an ebook out, the website's beautiful. So like, when did you start? Like, was it as soon as you guys launched the brand, you started launching YouTube videos? Or like, when did you start creating content around the brand? And um, how are you going about doing that? Like, when do you, are you using an iPhone? Like, just for people, because a lot of times people think that things aren't possible, just yeah. because they have so much fear and so much just blah, locked yes. up in their brain. So there might be somebody out there who wants to start a cooking channel. And they're like, bro like i don't know how to blah blah blah, blah. so yeah just share right. like a little bit more detail about like how you guys set up the, the the youtube channel and when and why and yeah yes so we are actually going into our fourth year we did our we typed our very first episode on uh december uh the 18th 2016 i love it love okay it. and we have been going at, on every week for the most part since then Damn. okay a new episode mm -hmm. since then now i did not initially start a youtube channel because i didn't know to start a youtube channel right because i ain't never done this before <laughs> and so what i was familiar with was facebook and that's what we did okay so for the first year i had two of my sister friends one of the two of them would come over here every saturday and they would literally hold the phone. Man. I didn't have even a tripod. They would literally hold the phone. Okay. So, and I didn't edit anything because I don't, even now I don't know how to edit nothing. Right. Uh, but this is, and it is, people often will that will stop them because we think, oh, we got to have this. We got to have this. We got to have that. Mm -mm. As long as you got one of these. And let me tell you, this is what I tape every episode with. She, I love it. I love it. And it's, you know, now a friend of mine does go in and clean it up and edit it, you know, so that it looks nice. You know, and he's like, look, Sheila, I'm not an editor, but I can make this, you know, clean it up for you. And so we started, you know, doing that. He's been doing that for several years now. Um, but looked on Amazon, read some uh, reviews on uh, photography lights and bought a couple of sets and eventually bought a tripod. And now I tape a show all by myself. I love it. Just I me, it. you know? And so now it took me a minute to get there, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it, is, it is doable. And, and I say to people all the time, if there is, if you can conceive it, you can certainly achieve it. Mm. But consistency is the non-negotiable bottom line. And that's in anything that we do, you know, anything that we do. And like I am in the, pro I've gained 23 pounds during COVID. Okay. I was already over anyway, but 23 on top of that. So, and this is how the uni universe works. I get a friend request uh, from a young lady and I'm like, gosh, she looks familiar. Well, come to find out she used to be, I used to go to her yoga class. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I've been saying, you know what? I need to get back, get, you know, Sheila, come on, let's, let's reel it on in, honey. Let's get this 23 and then some off. 
And, you know, so I reached out to her and I'm like, I'm there. And so even before this show at, and normally on Saturday mornings, I'm not up and moving around like that, but I was at that nine o'clock class today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> I will be here three days a week, baby girl. You can, because I know that, that my body needs that consistency, you yeah. know, so that I can get, you know, to where my goals are, you know, my fitness goals are. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's not as difficult as I think we think sometimes in our minds, you know? Um, and so once we started the YouTube channel, the, the, the website, the, you know, all the, now what we now have to do is get on TikTok, I hear. And so, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> but I, I have no doubt that you'll be able to kill it on there too. Cause you're, you guys, <laughs> you guys are definitely on top of it, but I feel like, I feel like, man, I love it. I love it. That's all. Thank That's you. how I feel. <laughs> Thank you. And again, I want to talk to the listeners, man. Like if you're listening to this right now, he what she just said consistency is the is really just the middle of or you know the center of like gravity i guess you could say for for like everything that's going on in your life like if you're consistent in doing what you would like to do or doing the task that you need to do to get to what you would like to do then you'll be okay and it's funny because i made a video about that yesterday i was like listen bro it might take 10 years but just as long as you're consistent it might take 20 years um, you know and i know that sounds horrible but just remember what nipsey hustle said run your marathon the marathon continues you know what i'm saying yeah. like you can't skip any stair steps as soon as you start skipping you're gonna trip and fall and you're gonna fall down a couple of stairs and you're gonna be mad because now you're hurting and you got to go climb up some stairs you already climbed up so what I, what I think is so important, and I'm glad you mentioned it, is just consistency in whatever you're doing. My podcast is not the biggest podcast in the world, not even close. It's not even close to where I want it to be in the, in the weekly views. And yes, I've been put posting consistent episodes week after week after week after week after week. And, and I've been reaching out to guests week after week after week and writing questions week after week. And it's not growing at the speed I wanted to. And yes, that tells you maybe you need to change some things up, which you which you realize. But what you need to do is be consistent. Gary Vaynerchuk said nothing's worse than quitting at episode 199 when you were going to blow at 202. Absolutely. And absolutely. Um, absolutely. And that's that all. Is, and that's all y'all need to hear. <laughs> that is going. so true. Keep going. Don't stop. You know. And when you're doing something that you're passionate, it doesn't. Now there is a work ethic to it. There's a business side to it. Yes. But when it's something that you're passionate about, I can get up in the middle of the night and take an episode and I am okay. It does not bother me. I am in my zone exactly. and I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It brings me great joy. Uh, and I hope that our listeners and those that follow us, you know, find that as well. And, and, and we're just normal everyday people, you know, uh, and I'm just, you know, sharing my story, you know, and not because I think that my story is all that great or all that, let me rephrase that. It is great because all of our <laughs> stories are great. Okay. So, yes. but you never know who is out there listening. And one of the things I share uh, with our uh, viewers is that I am living successfully with a very rare type of lymphoma. 
And so for me, the importance of sharing that is first of all, to raise awareness in my community, because we don't know what, what, what is that, you know? And so a lymphoma is a blood cancer. Mm. Okay. And so it's a very rare type. Uh, There is no cure. And, but like I tell my doctors, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna live to be a 90 year old spunky woman. Okay. This ain't it. Okay. Now, does it mean that I have to alter some things in my lifestyle? Absolutely. Does it mean that I will be on some sort of treatment for the scientists say forever? Okay. All right. I'm going to do what the scientists say I am. Uh, But I'm also going to take care of me and I'm not going to let this stop me. Now, that mindset didn't happen overnight because when you get a diagnosis of cancer and one that there's no cure, you're like, well, now, wait a minute. I was 41. So yeah, this has been 10 years. And, uh, you know, it took me about 18 months to two years to really wrap my mind around that, you know, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this, this, this is not it. My ancestors said this girl, you got a whole lot to do. This is not it. Just take care of yourself. Okay. And so, but it also, cause sometimes we don't, we don't pay attention to those little things that are going on with our bodies. You know, and so I am grateful that my mother was a uh, an LPN and she always taught me to pay attention to my body. And because of that, uh, I was diagnosed at stage 1A. So it was early, you know, because I didn't wait to go to the doctor, you know, and uh, they caught it and we have found the treatment and responds well to it. And I'm you know, going to always share that part too, because you never know who's out there, who's battling uh, something, you know? And so going on with us, black people go to the doctor. That's so important. So important. So important. Not only is it important, just like you said, you know, you never know what somebody's going through in silence, you know, Um, as much as, you know, as much as I'm on here and on my Instagram, you know, trying to inspire and be like, you got to get up and do it. A lot of times people will be in that zone, you know, with something silent that they're going through. And, you know, that's what goes through their head. But I have this going on. You yes. know, you don't understand what I'm going through. And that's true. I don't because because you're silent about it. But yeah. but but there's still people out here who are finding their way through that same challenge that you're going through mm-hmm. and they're making it happen. So, you know, yeah. you being able to say that might open it up to one of our listeners to want to feel comfortable connecting with you. And now that's yes. somebody's life that ends up being changed. So yes. it is very important. So I agree. Yes. Um, I love it. Again, I love this conversation. You know, I, 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 like kind of like yourself like I just love doing the podcast and just enjoying the conversations and I can wake up at any time of the night and just record it and just be happy with it like I can come home from a horrible day and get on an interview and just be happy regardless of who it is but there's certain episodes and there's certain people who the energy and 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 the words and what you have to talk about really just connects and hits home for me and makes me happy and joyful like more than normal and that's how you're making me feel so I really appreciate this episode this is Definitely. I'm glad we were able to make this happen for sure. Me too. And I know exactly how you feel because there have been, I mean, all of the guests are amazing, you know, and their stories are awesome. But I've had some experiences where you can't, you had to be in the room to really feel that connection like, wow. Yes. So I get it. I do. Thank you. I appreciate that.
No problem. No problem. So I got two more food questions and then our bonus question and we'll wrap it up. Okay. But my, my, my food question is, has there ever been an ingredient or a certain style of cooking that has been so challenging that you're just like, yeah, all right, I give up on it. I'm done with this one. You know, baking. Mm. I don't, I don't bake. Okay, I can't bake a cookie, a biscuit. Now, a biscuit I can do, but I'm not a baker. And it I don't think it's because I think it's that challenging. It's just that I'm not a dessert eater. And so I'm really not interested in it, you know? And so the times that I have, I'm like, why my brownies are flat? They're not fluffy, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> But it, it does not, baking does not come natural for me. And so it would, re, it would definitely require me to do a whole lot of research and a whole lot of trial and error uh, before, I'm sure I could get it down uh, a couple of things anyway, but baking, I don't, mm-mm. Not if it. looking for desserts, <laughs> I'm gonna call one of my sister friends to get that dessert for you. Cause I- Shout out, shout out to the village, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then I wanted to ask, hands down, what's the best meal someone has ever made for you? So you didn't make it. You didn't, you weren't in the kitchen. Somebody cooked up for you. What's the hands down best meal somebody has ever made for you? Wow. I know that's a hard question because I don't is. even know how I would answer that's it. We love to eat. Okay. <laughs> Man, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I travel, my girlfriends and I travel and we narrow down the resort, they're like, well, you know, Sheila's going to have to check out the restaurant. (laughs) The food is already know that. So I'm the one going through making sure the restaurants, you know, sounds like food that I would eat because they're not foodies. So they could care less about the food, but they know if I'm not happy with the food, it's not going to be a nice trip. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. But, you know, I will tell you that one of my most memorable meals was, I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but I was in Gambia and it was uh, Id. Uh, And I had never, of course, seen anything like this before in my life, but I go to uh, my sister-in-law's house and in the back, you know, was the, the men had already uh, slayed the lamb. And right when I get there, they are pulling the fur back. <laughs> and then the men cut it up in big chunks and the women, you know, finish doing their thing. Okay. So I didn't think I would be able to eat it, seeing that whole process. But when I tell you <laughs> it was the best lamb I've ever had and of course the rice and the you know all of the freshness because everything's fresh you know and it's that is also when I began to understand the importance of buying fresh food you know because refrigeration there is a little different than it is you know uh it can be not for everyone but Mm -hmm. for a large portion of the society you know um refrigeration is a little different thing and so you know, I don't typically, I don't buy meat if it's frozen. I want it fresh and I only buy, you know, it 
or a couple of days at a time, you know, and put it in the refrigerator, I don't freeze it, you know? And so it's, they, they really taught me a, a lot about food, but that was one of, that particular meal was one of my best uh, because I actually saw the whole process, you know? And exactly from the bottom up. Yeah. From the bottom up and just seeing the women, you know, touching the meat and seasoning the meat and massaging the meat and then grilling oh my god it was yeah it was wonderful i yes. love it i love it i love it and that was a great story too i love it i love it all right again i want to say thank you so much so so much for coming on the show today um you know i'm grateful for all all the guests that come on but especially like i was just mentioning for people who just provide a certain energy and an amazing story and, and, you know, are inspiring in the nature and how they speak. And so I really appreciate you coming on the show today. And we're going to ask you one final bonus question before we leave out. Um, and that bonus question is, it's your last day on earth. It's your last day on earth. You're 105 years old. You lived life to the fullest. You've, you know, cooked all the meals you wanted to cook. You've you had your own Netflix series, traveling the glow with gangster goodies. You've your great grandkids got the bread, they got the life insurance, they got what they need, you know what I'm saying? They got the brand. So everything's lit. But everything that you've created, all the content you've put out there, all the stories, all the books, all your biographies that are written about you, they have to come with you into the next world that you go to, right? So you have to leave your great grandkids with one piece of advice. And this is the only piece of advice they're going to be able to remember you by. What are you going to tell them? about how to live life. Wow. Um, you know, gosh, you know, and it's my granddaughter all the time says, oh my God, Gigi, are you going to preach to me again? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, but you know, is first of all, be true to who you are you know, whatever that is, you know, whatever that means, you know, um, be true to that, you know, don't allow situations or other people to dictate that, you know, I share with her often that, and even with my daughters, I did is like, you know, we can't control what other people do. We have no control over that, none whatsoever, but we do control how we react to that. Yes. how we respond to that. Mm -hmm. And so always to always keep that in mind and, you know, to, you know, keep a level of calmness, you know, uh, allow people um, grace, you know, to, to make a mistake, you know, we're human, we're human, you know, um, uh, at least, you know, at this, in this realm. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> at least for now. <laughs> at least for now <laughs> and just really uh, be true to yourself and you know and, and be consistent be true to yourself and be consistent you know um I uh when I was telling my uh daughters and my granddaughter was probably about eight or nine at the time we were having this conversation that when it's time for me to transition I said now you know we're not doing that traditional put me in a box put me in the ground right I said so you guys are going to cremate me and you're going to plan a fabulous dinner party. I love it. Have cognac, porn, wine, porn, 
the best caterers wherever we are, you know, a live band, a DJ, and you're going to show pictures of me traveling and the work that I've done. And then you're going to take those ashes and you're going to go someplace that I hadn't gone and you're just going to spread them in the ocean. I love it. My granddaughter says, Gigi, that means you're going to come back as a mermaid. I said, you know what? Only my granddaughter would make that assertion. (laughs) I like that though. That's fine. I said, you know what? You're right. I'm going to come back as a mermaid. Exactly. That is fire. I love that. That's an amazing story. Uh, kids, kids, kids yes. come up with the most fire, but it, it, it it's real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's yes. some, some realness behind it that like shows how she sees you, you know? Yes. So I yes. love that. I yes. love that. Yes. Man. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you. This conversation has been a blessing. I can't wait to give it, give it to the world here in a couple of weeks. So I love, I love it. I appreciate the conversation. Where can, uh, where can people find you? Where can they support your business? Where can they find you on social? How can they find you? So Gainsta, Goodies Kitchen, uh, our website, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, and then we have Gainsta Goddess Collection. And so um, across those social media platforms as well, there's a website uh online you guys be on the lookout for that we have a a really cool apron collection coming up hey. it's not just any kind of aprons <laughs> i like that we're gonna have we're gonna have to cop for the family we're gonna have to cop some for the my hey my family cook every day you know what i'm saying yes. that's the blessing every every morning and afternoon they're cooking so yes. we're gonna have to cop some some fire aprons i love it yes all right ladies and gentlemen make sure you guys go tap in with gangsta goodies kitchen on all platforms, follow, support, share, um, and then make sure when this episode drops and you're listening to it, if you get to this point, first and foremost, thank you for listening to this full episode, but make sure you leave a five-star review and share with a friend as that is the only way we can spread these messages to the globe. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Sheila, I have a few more things to say once we hop off this, but we'll go ahead and cancel this out right about now. Have a blessed day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.